This is Locked On Clemson, and oh man, do we have so much going on. Matt Smith is here with you covering the ACC tournament from Greensboro, and now they have decided to play the remainder of the ACC tournament without any fans. As you know, Clemson's already knocked off Miami 69-64. The Tigers go 18 of 19 from the foul line uh, en route to that victory. By the way, Curran Scott and Hunter Tyson, a lot of minutes in this one. So uh, a lot less minutes, a lot fewer minutes in the game for Clyde Trapp and John Newman the third. So, oh, I'm sorry, Tevin Mack. It was Tevin Mack that was pulled off the court by Brad Brownell in favor of Hunter Tyson. And so Clemson spread the floor with a couple of shooters. And even though I don't believe Scott made a three-pointer, just his presence out there um, changed the way Miami defended Clemson. And, of course, it created driving lanes for Alamir Dawes, who ended up with 18 points, and it opened things up for Amir Sims, who was able to go to work. Amir had a really nice game, 14 points. Also led all players from either team in rebounds and assists, 10, 10 boards and 4 assists. But that was, that was our headline coming in. The headline has become the coronavirus and its effect on sporting events. And the ACC is one of those sporting events. And what's interesting is this was one of the last of the major conferences to go ahead and make that determination to not have fans in the games. You know, just, just credentialed media. So I'll be there and I'll be reporting to you on Clemson's game against Florida State as they try to knock off the fourth-ranked Seminoles uh, for the second time in as many weeks. But coronavirus and, and just what I know about it and from hearing from health officials slash tournament officials, just the fact that there is so much in terms of ease of transmission, that the thing that they want to slow down – is large indoor gatherings. So I know there's a lot of frustration because this is affecting our sports. But what I've been told, it is about limiting contact in large gatherings because it's transmitting through the air. And because it is slow to show symptoms, that means everybody's transmitting it back in their hometown. So if if you consider this, Look at where the ACC is. You've got teams coming from Syracuse. You've got teams coming from Chestnut Hill up there with Boston College. You have got teams coming from Miami, uh, Tallahassee, Florida State. So we're all meeting here, congregating in Greensboro, and then dissipating and going back to our hometowns. And unfortunately, probably transmitting the coronavirus. So that's what they want to limit. Uh, I actually did a conference call this morning, an interview with Patricia Turner from Locked On Giants, and we were discussing this about how it could even affect the NFL. Um, It's certainly going to affect the draft, I believe, the way that it's held. And you know what's happening in the NBA. They have suspended the season. And uh, here at the ACC tournament, no spectators. But luckily, you've got me. I'll be there braving the coronavirus uh, among some other writers and, and assembled media. And we'll tell you what happens with Clemson and Florida State. And again, what happened with Clemson and Miami? Really, the short story there, 18 of 19 from the uh, foul line for Clemson. Also played outstanding defense. Um, 
went on a couple of cold streaks themselves offensively. But in the end, Amir Sims, Alamir Dawes, they win the day. Uh, it was a little dicey at the end. A couple of turnovers for Clemson and, and allowing an offensive rebound there late hurt the Tigers. But in the end, Clemson gets the win and moves on in the ACC tournament. And uh, that's important because right now we don't know if there will be an NIT. So everybody's kind of playing for their basketball lives and doing so um, in front of, for the most part, almost, almost no one. So I'll let you know what the atmosphere is like in our next podcast, what it was like. I mean, I, it's going to be like a walkthrough, I guess, uh, will be the feeling. But it, this seems to be the safest route uh, for everybody to go. And what I am hoping, what I am hoping, um, I guess my, my optimistic outlook on this is if we can get this coronavirus and the transmission under control, we get our sports back in a couple of weeks. Uh, And I know they've said they're going to play the entire NCAA tournament without spectators, but maybe, maybe the coronavirus is going to be in a place at that point where we feel like we can go back uh, and play in front of everybody in Atlanta. Now, how about baseball for the Tigers? That was basketball. They're still alive in the ACC tournament. Well, I told you Winthrop wasn't going to be easy. I told you the Eagles were tough. Clemson had to go into extra innings in the 11th inning before knocking off Winthrop 3-2. to two. There are still concerns with that Clemson offense. Uh, and, and Clemson trailed 2-1 to one going into the bottom of the night. So consider uh, the Tigers now in, you know, in the game against Winthrop and in the game, their, their uh, third game of the sweep against Boston College, they've had to, to pull comebacks. Tigers trailed 2-1 to one going into the bottom of the night. Sam Hall pinch runs again he scored the winning run against boston college in the seven to six game sam hall scores from second on an infield single by davis sharp it was actually hall running for sharp in boston in the game against boston college so he scores on an infield single and an error on the throw to first in the 11th elijah henderson leads off with a double goes to third on a single by kier meredith there's kier meredith again where would clemson be without him certainly not 14 and three then Chad Ferry gets a base hit. Keyshawn Askew gets the, uh, he does not get the win, I'm sorry, but he did get the start. Only gave up one run over four and two-third innings. So maybe that's what Clemson has found. Probably the best news, you know, winning is the best news. Yes. So your sub-headline there is Keyshawn Askew may be a midweek solution. Four relievers come in, throw hitless ball throughout the rest of the way. Nick Hoffman pitches the 11th, so he gets the win. He's been key this year in the bullpen. Clemson, 14-3, and three, and now it, it's, it's so great that Monty Lee and the Tigers stacked up these wins, getting 14 of their first 17 as victories. Why? Because now it's a seven-game road trip. It starts on the road at Wake Forest. Yes, I told you, Clemson's the favorite team here. They should take two of three from Wake Forest. I stand by that. But it's a seven-game road trip. So Clemson, you know, I, if they take two of three from Wake Forest, you know, then you set yourself up. You probably have a winning road trip. That's how key these games are, and it's so important to win ACC games now before you square off with Louisville and Florida State. So Wake Forest, they're vulnerable. I know it's on the road, but they're vulnerable. I think Clemson gets the bats going. Monty Lee has said he, think it's, he thinks it's the best part to hit in. 
in the ACC. So, seven-game road trip. It starts this Friday. So, there, your sub-headlines are basketball and baseball. Your headline, the coronavirus affecting ACC tournament play and sports across the country. Clemson's Pro Day is coming up as well, so we'll get into that. And they had their first scrimmage, first real scrimmage, you know, live hitting and everything. We'll get Dabo Sweeney's comments on that and the reunion he had with Sammy Watkins, Hunter Renfro, and others. That's all coming up on today's edition, kind of the emergency pod here on Locked on Clemson. Coronavirus affecting the ACC tournament, but I'm still here for you. Part of the Locked On Podcast family, this is Locked On Clemson. Stay with us. This is Locked On Clemson. Again, emergency version with the coronavirus affecting sporting events across the country, including where I am, Greensboro, North Kakalaki. Host to the ACC tournament, as it has been so many times. Clemson is in the quarterfinals, but they'll be playing Florida State in front of a near-empty arena as the coronavirus has affected uh, everything about the way we cover sports. But I am here for you. I will be in the arena with the Tigers, you know, hearing the bouncing of the ball, the squeaking of the sneakers, and probably the sound of Eric Boynton. Great writer from the Spartanburg Herald Journal, Gwinnett Media, uh, because I'm always sitting with Eric at these games. Uh, we'll have to get him on the pod in the future. Eric Boynton, one of the great, all-time great radio interviews, uh, and an old friend of mine. We'll get his thoughts on everything, uh, you know, in in the near future. Also, Clemson Pro Day news that's coming up. Stay with us here at Locked On Clemson. We're gonna we're gonna be churning these podcasts out because. Uh, the, the news is moving so fast, and I don't want the podcast to get stale. Uh, so we're going to churn them out pretty quickly here where we try to stay on top of what's happening, how this affects the ACC. Um, now, let's talk hoops for a second. Just what happens on the court? Well, man, Clemson was impressive in a 69-64 victory over Miami. Maybe not impressive offensively, but what they did defensively, uh, limiting Miami at one point, 2 of 15 from the three-point line where the Hurricanes in the first half. And then a stroke of brilliance from Brad Brownell. He starts giving minutes to Hunter Tyson and Curran Scott. And as I said in the first segment, Scott didn't even hit a shot from the field. But the fact that they helped spread the floor for Clemson opened things up for Al Amir Dawes and Amir Sims. And they executed the offense so crisply. And it was those well-executed cuts, well-timed cuts, and, you know, timely passing that led to Clemson getting 19 foul shot attempts to Miami's seven. And in truth, that was the difference in the game, defense and execution on offense. And Brad Brownell said as much to us after the victory. Uh, great win for, for our guys. Uh, thought we played very well defensively throughout. Certainly Chris Likes was uh, outstanding, especially in the second half. He's uh, he's a difficult cover. Um, I thought these two guys really gave us a lot of energy, and, and uh, Amir played with tremendous poise in the second half. Uh, Hunter made some big shots. Um, and I thought offensively we, we just were really good. Uh, the longer the game went, I thought we got into a better rhythm. I thought our pace was better. And uh, certainly the ability to make free throws down the stretch uh, – 
by Al was was big as well. Um, Joanne Bethay with the Clemson Insider. Um, Coach, I feel like it's fair to say that the team, this team is different than the team that played Miami back in December. To you personally, you know, what's the difference and how has this team grown? Probably just a little more uh, consistent in terms of us having our roster the way that, that we've uh, had it for the last couple months. Uh, we were still getting players back and, and adjusting our roster and, and trying to play with rhythm especially on the offensive end. Um, and I think that, you know, the longer this group that we've kind of had here for the last six to eight weeks has been together, we've played better. Um, so really I think that's the, the single greatest factor. I think the first two months of the season we're, we were still a team trying to really figure out who we were in terms of not just our identity, but really who we were in terms of who's who can play, who's going to be here every day, who can we count on, um, who's not hurt, who's not, you know, injured, um, and so I think that is that's helped. Coach Steve Reed from the Associated Press. It felt like in the middle of the second half, maybe it was mostly a three-point shooting contest, um, but then Hunter scored on a drive. I think Newman scored on a drive. Was that a conscious effort to start taking the ball to the hole, get to the line? Yeah, we made a little bit of an adjustment to try to create a few more gaps on the perimeter so we'd have more space uh, to make some plays. Um you know, I think both teams try to protect the paint, and so it's hard to get it inside. I know everybody sometimes is, you know, challenges teams that shoot a lot of threes, but sometimes the defense kind of dictates that. And I think a lot of the game, both teams dictated that with each other that there just wasn't a lot of a lot of ways to get in there. Um, we made a couple adjustments that helped us on a few possessions, and then they adjusted back and. Uh, then we just kind of went back to our base offense and, and ran that pretty well uh, for a good portion of the second half. Brad, just your thoughts on, uh, again, allowing Tyson to kind of ride out that hot streak yeah. there for a while. And then obviously you have to be thrilled in a, in a winner-go-home game, 18-19, and 19, all in the second half from the free-throw line from a team that's been a little inconsistent, obviously, from the line this year. Yeah, the free-throws were big. Um, you know, you're trying to close out games and, and really – we were aggressive in executing our offense, and so we made a lot of drives and made some cuts. I think Al made a great back cut off a of post feed, um, and so we, you know, we made aggressive offensive plays that resulted in drawing fouls. Um, so please, because that's really for our team. Our team is about executing. We have to execute. Uh, we're not physically as dominating as most of the teams we play in this league, and so it's it's a little bit more of a challenge for us to score at the rim, to score in the paint um, without executing. Uh, just in regards to Hunter, we've got a lot of confidence in Hunter. Uh, he's grown tremendously as a player from his freshman year to his sophomore year. Um, he's a confident player. He's a confident person. So it doesn't surprise me in the least that he's going to raise up and shoot a three with a minute and a half or two minutes to go in a game. That's what he does. I mean, he's it's one of the reasons why we recruited him. We felt like he was a confident player. You know, he's still developing physically to be able to to sustain and to play long-term minutes at this level, um, but certainly he was playing with confidence. He was giving our team energy uh, on the defensive end, and, and uh, I wanted to reward that because the group that was out there was playing very well together. So now Clemson is off to face Florida State for the third time this season in the ACC tournament. No spectators. The ACC following the lead of many other conferences. 
in not allowing fans into the games. I just spoke with some representatives. There will be, you know, kind of the band will be there. The cheerleaders will be there. The credentialed media will be there. And, of course, you can catch it uh, on television. And then I'll I'll have the review for you here on Locked on Clemson. Um, Now, in terms of the chances of beating Florida State, this is a tough one, guys, because... Yes, Clemson has knocked off Florida State. Alamir Dawes going the length of the court in an, in, and, and beating the Knowles in dramatic fashion when they were ranked sixth in the country a couple of weeks ago. But now this is a Florida State team that will be looking, is hunting a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. They're rested because while Clemson was fighting it out with Miami yesterday, fending off a Hurricanes rally, Florida State was lounging by the pool, catching the game on television, having a coffee at the Sheridan. Big advantage for Florida State. And don't forget, they also have revenge on their mind. They didn't like losing to Clemson at Little John and watching all the Tiger fans tap dance there. Don't forget Steve Smith. You remember Steve Smith, who was let go from Clemson, his contract not renewed after all that happened with his recruitment of Zion Williamson. Now, full disclosure, and I've mentioned this before on uh, maybe not here on Locked on Clemson, but I've mentioned it on Sports Talk. Full disclosure, I'm a friend of Steve Smith's. I like Steve. So when that happened, I was in a very unique position, you know, because, you know, you've got to talk about it. But at the same time, the... What I'd heard that Steve Smith was saying didn't fit the guy that I knew. I knew him all the way back from uh, when he was an assistant under Eddie Payne at USC Upstate in Spartanburg. Didn't seem to fit there. I know he's a terrific recruiter. I can tell you that. And no one's going to argue that point. Steve Smith can recruit, period. And he's with Florida State now. So that's kind of an interesting storyline. I actually saw him in Greensboro um, during the – he was scouting Clemson. Uh, in Miami, you know, because they were going to face the winner of that game. And it turns out he gets Clemson for the third time this season and a team that uh, he was a part of that staff under Brad Brownell. So uh, there's a lot, I think, working against Clemson. The revenge factor, Florida State's hungry, looking for, um, you know, looking for uh, a number one seed, looking for an ACC championship. And will the empty arena at the Greensboro Coliseum does that favor Clemson or Florida State? I don't know that either would have had a big contingent there anyway, but I kind of feel like crowds usually, usually if they aid anybody, usually if they're not going to aid the, the home team in a conference setting, uh, home team in, in an arena setting, I kind of feel like maybe in a neutral site, the underdog. You see a lot of upsets in the NCAA tournament, and is that why? And let's see what effect it has. This, we'll, we use this as kind of a study. All right, well, now let's also move to football. As I said, uh, Dabo Sweeney had plenty to say after Clemson's scrimmage yesterday. And let's start with this. Let's start. We, we, we'll, just, we'll just have a couple of notes here. Uh, we'll talk. We'll hear Dabo Sweeney talk, update Justin Ross because it's been reported Justin Ross held out of contact. Everybody else was scrimmaging and hitting each other. Justin Ross held out of contact. So first, let's start with that. And then we're going to end on a real high, happy note. For Dabo Sweeney, but here's what he had to say about Justin Ross suffering some stinger-like symptoms. 
Yeah, he got banged up the other day, and uh, you know he's perfectly fine. I mean, he could, you know, he's he did all the individual and did the, you know, all the RBA and and, and all that. And, but uh, you know, they're just trying to be precautionary with him because he had uh, he had a little kind of some stinger symptoms lingering, and, and uh, even though he's fine now, they just want to make sure that there's there's uh, you know no no bigger issue or anything like that. And so. Um, he just kind of was a, wasn't really much at all, but he just kind of had a little lingering stinger, and, and then he was fine, you know. But anytime you have that, it's just it's something that where it lingers just a little bit, you you want to be very precautious, and uh, so that's that's what our doctors are doing, and just how amazing, you know. If you've been out here today, I mean, he's running full speed, and you know, it looks great, but but uh, you know they're just just holding him out of contact and, and uh, make sure that that uh, there's no no other issues. So. Coach Sweeney thinks he's running around, looks fine, but the medical staff, they're holding Justin Ross out. I wouldn't be concerned about this at all because you know what Justin Ross can deliver, and he's going to be the number one target on this year's team. Yes, you want him to run routes with Trevor Lawrence and make sure they have their timing down before you kick off the season, but that can be done this summer. You know, they can get together, go run around in shorts and and, uh, sneakers. They can figure that out later. All you care about with Justin Ross, he's in one piece coming up uh, this fall. Now, here's what Dabo Sweeney had to say overall, just his overview of the scrimmage. Well, we got our first scrimmage uh, behind us, and uh, so I guess this was day nine, and uh, awesome, awesome. Uh, Really pleased. I was telling the team there, this is way better first scrimmage than our first scrimmage last spring. Way better. Uh, Much more competitive. Uh, really, all the groups much more competitive. Saw saw a lot of good things, you know. Still got a lot we got to improve and penalties and just some some miscues. But but I thought they competed. I thought it was uh, uh, very competitive as far as you know uh, wins and losses uh, versus you know with the good on good all the way through and got a lot of different. Uh, yeah, man, you too. Got got a lot of different situational work. But really, just uh, spot the ball and play, and made sure we got all the field positions and got got a little short yardage and goal line at the end. But uh, Potter, Potter's been amazing. I think he's now about uh, 34 out of 35 in spring practice. Uh, I mean, he'd win the Groza with that. I mean, it's amazing uh, how what type of nine days he's had. And, and uh, so you know, did some kickoff, did some punt, uh, got got plenty of field goal. Working on our snappers. Uh, Jack Maddox is doing a nice job and, and uh, trying to develop the next guy behind him. Uh, so a lot of good things. A lot of good things. Good start. And uh, you know, be excited to finish it up. I know Davo Sweeney's, you know, one of the most positive people I've ever met. But still, he is raving about the way this team has worked in its first nine days of practice. Now Clemson, you know, they've got the pro day. They're heading towards spring break. And that's why I wanted to leave you. You know, we've got all this, you know, coronavirus spreading. Uh, the news is circling overhead. We're losing the NBA season, or at least it's been suspended now. You don't want this to affect your football or opening day in baseball. I'm with you. But. Let's leave you with something really positive. Here's Dabo Sweeney's story about hanging out with Sammy Watkins and Hunter Renfro and others. They had a little reunion in his house with basketball and pizza. And be sure you check out Locked On ACC, uh, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, because 
they do a great job of covering the, the conference entirely, and, and they're going to have their own takes on what's going on across the country with the, how this is affecting sports. So uh, you've heard mine. I'm taking kind of the optimistic angle that this is all going, that the precautions we're taking are, uh, are going to lead to us getting back to our sports as normal sooner rather than later. And, of course, we wish everybody happy health out there. Uh, this is a community issue, a nationwide, international, and then community issue uh, because we don't want to spread it to, to those that are susceptible or elderly. So, Everybody, do what they ask, and uh, we'll just you know, pray and keep our fingers crossed that uh, we get back to life as normal sooner rather than later. And listen, you got to smile if you hear Dabo Sweeney talking about playing basketball with Sammy Watkins until 2 o'clock in the morning. One of the best days of my life. I mean, I, I just I was, I was overwhelmed. It was emotional, to be honest with you. I was overwhelmed, um, you know, and all the guys that came and, and, uh, you know, some came in a little Friday and some trickled in Saturday morning, watched the practice. But, but you know, we had a big barbecue at six and indoor and then we all transitioned and they had the uh, dining hall set up like a big den almost. And I mean, it was, you know, over 200 and something people in there. And it was pretty emotional to get up and uh, to see all those guys. Cause to me, it just like, seemed like yesterday, you know, Mike Palmer. You know, Buck Holtz, who's 34. Uh, that's my first kicker. He's 34. I mean, it just, it, you know, seems like yesterday to me. And when you get in a setting like that, it, it's so easy to just, boom, you're right back in a, it's like you feel like you're back in a team meeting or back on practice. I mean, it's just like you kind of go back to that that relationship. And these are grown men with kids and jobs and mortgages. And, you know, but I was blown away by the turnout. Nine of the 12 Dandy Dozen were here. That was pretty special. Uh, pretty special to, to, to be able to visit with them and uh, it was just an awesome night and I, I just tried to kind of give them a good old-fashioned Coach Sweeney meeting uh, but I, like we do on a Friday night but I did it on a Saturday night and, uh, and it was cool to be able to talk to the older version of them uh, but they had a ball I'm still recovering to be honest with you because uh, we we got we get, we got out we, we left the facility it was a little after midnight and some of them wanted to go to the house and I think so ended up uh, you know Sammy Watkins and Carico and Meeks and Gary Peters and Renfro and uh, Martin Jenkins I think was in that group they all wanted to go to the house and so we all go to the house well we all play basketball till two o'clock in the morning they're playing basketball Sammy's out there and you know, some kind of fancy high tops with bling on them that I'm sure he's not supposed to be playing basketball in and, uh, you know, telling what they cost and we're, you know, but we're all having a ball and playing basketball and it was just a blast and, and, um, and then we came in about two and then Kath had pizzas everywhere and so we just had a great time eating pizza and telling stories and laughing at each other. I mean, it was just special. It was such a special moment and then I'm looking down and I'm like, man, it's three o'clock in the morning. And uh, and it was like Cass goes, no, babe, the clocks go forward an hour. It's four o'clock. <laughs> and I, I mean, I just went, oh my lord. So I, I, I actually didn't go to sleep till like 5 a.m. And I'd gotten up at like six the day before. So it was a, but it was such a good time. I mean, I just was so so uh, uh, excited to spend time with everyone. And you know, uh, Dwayne Island. We told all kind of stories. And Grady was up here. And, uh, just a just a special time.